0: This week on Commander's Paradise, we're hanging out with our buds and figuring out why we like them. That's good enough. Well, hey y'all, uh, it's Ryan. Wait, how do we start these? I haven't. I feel. I feel like we haven't recorded in
1: forever. Yeah, it's been a while.
0: It has been a while, but we're finally back. Back again, commanders. Back. Back
1: again. Tell a friend. Is that tell how it goes? Friend. I think there's tell a friend in there.
0: What is tell a friend? I don't know what that is.
1: It means tell your friend that Shady is back, bro. Let everyone know. Oh, it is. Shady, oh, my Shady's God. Shady's back.
0: back. Back. Tell a friend.
1: Wow. Dude, have you even Doesn't listened scream. to the Eminem no, show? No, actually, I haven't. I had to buy all the edited Eminem CDs. Dude, so. I got an edited Eminem cd for christmas one year and it was the worst present of all time it was like it was when recovery came out and it was like the hot shit and i was like i asked for it for christmas and my grandma got me the like the censored version i was like i'd rather you just not buy me this because it's like you wasted ten dollars for both of us like i could have got a different gift or and you could have saved ten dollars and now i just have this useless piece of plastic in my life yeah,
0: I uh, Walmarts announced they were only selling non-explicit CDs from then on, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the only way I could get my hands on some Eminem and because in a good Christian household, some of those words he was saying weren't necessarily the nicest. So it was like Swiss cheese. Every verse had like nine words missing. I was like.
1: Yeah, I was trying to listen to no love. I couldn't hear a word Lil Wayne was saying, bro. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, and, why, and why they didn't do anything fun editing. They just cut out the words, so it's just like empty, weird holes, potholes oh. in the song.
1: Oh my god! My friend had this like LimeWire MP three file of American Idiot, and like the the bleep came after the word fuck. It was so funny. It's like whoever tried to whoever made this the bleep. It was like a bleep, like a like a just like the two K like tone. Yeah, the one, two, three tone beep. Yeah, and it was like after the curse word. So like they messed it up and still posted it on LimeWire or whatever. It was hilarious. I wonder if they were just trolling. They
0: were like, well, what if we just put it afterwards and then kids will blast it? Because they're like, oh, it's the censored one. And then it won't be censored. It'll be censored badly. That seems like a good joke. It was something. Did you ever use (laughs) LimeWire? I didn't actually, I ended I up either. using like one of those weird, um, like, what were they? They were like YouTube
1: MP3 YouTube, downloader yeah, apps. Yeah. YouTube to MP3.com.
0: Yeah. But there was an app that did it and it would house all the song files inside of it and stuff too. And that's what I used. I forget what it was called.
1: But. I was a pirate Bay Stan. I was in the trenches. Yeah, that's uh,
0: Pirate Bay. Always seemed like the the next level, like the upper bit. It was actually super
1: easy. You just had a a torrent like software. Forget. I think I used Views or something. It had like a gecko on it, I think, or a frog. And then yeah, that stuff was like so over my head. And I was one. I never hosted the torrents because that's what gets you in trouble is when you download them and then you host them from your machine so other people could download them, Um, which is how like torrenting works. Is that you're all like multiple people are hosting this file and you download it from it all from all these people simultaneously, so it makes it like slower download speeds. Um, And that's what got you in trouble was hosting the torrents. Now I would just download them and then immediately turn off, so I would never get caught. And I never got in trouble. I didn't download that much though, like. Maybe, like, 50 gigs of albums in a movie or something, you know?
0: Oh, my God, dude. 50 gigs is so fucking much. Lars is coming for your butt. Uh,
1: he is. He's at my front door right now, actually. <laughs> he's
0: he's standing there barely playing a backbeat. <laughs> Be
1: nice. <laughs> People hate on Lars Ulrich a little too much. Like, he's not... I think he's a pretty bad drummer. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad though. I mean, there's just like, he's just not, he's just not uh, like, I would, I don't know. He's like fine. He still like suits Metallica well, which is fine. I don't know. Yeah, no, it works. Isn't flashy.
0: Yeah, I just think it's funny, especially after such a long, illustrious career to still be playing like kind of the same thing. Yeah. Just definitely
1: (laughs) doesn't do anything cool. (laughs)
0: yeah no it's not super awesome it's fine i like metallica i just think i think it's i think it's funny to bash it sure a little bit
1: and he was definitely a weenie for like hating on limewire it's like dude you're a millionaire and you're like crying about losing out on like pennies like calm down
0: yeah that too
1: Whatever, today in uh, Back to Magic Land, back in paradise.
0: Yeah, we're we getting off of the plane. We're letting go of all of our outside stressors.
1: Our baggage, Lars Ulrich is banned from paradise.
0: Lowell's Ulrich is carrying our uh, our baggage to our hotel room while we lounge on the beach. Yes.
1: And we are, today we're talking about um, our decks we're talking about what draws us to a commander and like why we pick them over other options or why i don't know what do you think ryan What well, we're how would you describe w-
0: looking into like what pulled us to the game but also what continues to make us build decks what is like kind of the common through thread with a lot of the stuff that we build and like still continue to play because I feel like everyone makes decks that are like fun or on a certain theme and stuff but sometimes you play it and it just goes on the back burner you don't always play it all the time it's definitely not the deck that gets updated all the time we're kind of looking into like our top three to five commanders and like what pulls us to them what kind of synergies we like and just overall like what our our play styles have kind of evolved to be, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I looking at the, the lineup that I have, I have the, like honestly the first commander I've ever built with the second commander I've ever built all the way up to some of the more recent decks, um, actually incredibly recent. So it's kind of cool to see that like we've been playing this for like two years now and seeing how my deck building has like gotten better over time. But at the same time, I'm still building the same kind of things. I guess we're just figuring out what those things are.
1: Yeah. Who, uh, who you got first Ryan? I
0: was gonna say the uh, first one I've ever built was Brago keen eternal. And I think this is kind of just what sets me up for the rest of the, probably rest of the episode. In all honesty, it was originally the Raynar spirit precon, and Brago was like the backup commander, and Raynor was cool, but at the same time, it just wasn't what I wanted to play, you know, which is kind of the whole theme of this. So I was kind of like, it was fun, but it was like, also, I felt like I wasn't really doing anything during the games. And then uh, Tyler suggested I try Brago out. He was like, that's like kind of the the dude. So give it a go and see how it feels. And um, that's when I fell in love playing commander and with this deck in particular, just cause it was so much value. It was like so much stuff that I could do without having to really do anything, which I thought was great. Like I can swing Brago for two with a pair of lightning greaves and then draw like six cards and gain like four life and a bunch of other stuff. So it was just like the ease of the value that drew me in. And that's what keeps me coming back,
1: baby. Yeah. It's um a classic, classic commander. Ever since he came out, he's been um, one of the top ones. Yeah, it's easy to see why.
0: And he's also just really fun to play. Definitely also like an easy first build.
1: It kind of does itself. Yeah. And that pre-con was pretty good. It came with um a bunch of stuff, like basically everything you would need. Like it had a mold rifter and it. it had a cloud, had fucking cloud blazer. Is that what that thing is? Yeah, Cloud Blazer's the best. <laughs> Jeez, oh my god. Once <laughs> so that thing's Moldrifter. out, it's like the game's over unless you can kill it somehow. It's like you're gaining so much life, drawing so many cards. Yeah, and then
0: if Moldrifter's out, you're drawing double the amount of cards. I was thinking about it. In a turn where you already have Cloud Blazer out, you hard cast Drifter, and you could draw six cards and gain like four life that turn. It's really it's really dumb is kind of the thing. And I think the fun thing too for me, the challenge in it, was that it's Azorius and everyone was kind of like, oh, it just is like a major Dirtle color. And I wanted to get to a point where I could play it and either Dirtle super fast or Dirtle into like a snowball-y win. And that's definitely where the deck has like come to. I think last time I played it, I took like three extra turns in a row and after that, it was just over because I just had so much stuff. It was just a matter of, like, actually smacking people with all the tokens I had made. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love it. It's so much fun. It's a great one. But what about you? What's, what's your first one? Um, my first one I got is actually one of the first ones I built myself, just kind of purely from my own, not from a pre-card or anything. It's a Yara, first of Lock Twain. Woo! And she's my mono, block, mono black deck. And I like her a lot. I think she's super fun. She's uh, three black pips. So she is really good with devotion stuff. And black is debatably the, or maybe not debatably, but just kind of is the best devotion color. Except for maybe green and, uh Pioneer. But black has Gary. So Gary trumps all. And yeah, it just does everything I want to do which is drawing cards. You can tap her and sacrifice a creature. You draw cards, and then she pings the table whenever a black creature enters. So it's just playing a bunch of cool cre- black creatures, which I like doing. And it draws cards. It does everything. It is the wincon and the Value Engine all-in-one, um, which is, like, 2019, 2020 Commander's design. It just does everything, which is annoying for sure, but I do it anyway, and I like it. And it just... I know I've looked at other mono black decks and it just nothing compares to her. I love the art. I think she's a great design. Ryan Pancoast art. I got the, I got a signed artist print of it now. Um, artist proof of it. She, she has like a one card, wincon con two um, with, what's that card? Oh, there Yeah, it's. I
0: don't know what card you're talking about.
1: Because I took it out. I, it's actually not in the deck anymore. It's Plague of Vermin. So Plague of Vermin is a... Seven mana sorcery, and so starting with you, each player may pay any number of life. Repeat this process until no one pays life. Each player uh, puts a number of one-one yeah. black rat creature tokens into play for each one life he uh, or she paid this way. So basically, you just pay as much life as you want, and you make as many rats. And then as, as long as a Yara stays out when the spell resolves, you pay all the life, and then they all enter, and then you just gain all that life back and then your opponents lose that much life so if it can resolve you just instantly win which is kind of stupid that's why i took it out of the deck because it's a little too one note for me because i was like i tutored for it like a couple times and i was like wow that's boring so i took it out but she can do that which is pretty powerful so she can be in a more of a powerful well it's seven mana so it's kind of it's not like cdh or anything but Hi, you know, like, higher power, like, tutor for a combo and, like, and turbo it out, you know? Like, you can do yeah, that if you want with it. It,
0: like, requires a response. You have to do something, yeah. like, on the stack or else it's over, so...
1: Yeah, and I dumbed her down a little bit and just, it's just an art, uh, aristocrat shell, which is good enough for me. I think it's great. It's fun.
0: Yeah, it's fun, and she's great, and she's definitely not, like, too crazy as just, like, a single body, because that's what I was thinking about some of it, too, and I, I also looking at my commander's pull from a lot of things that like enable you to do pretty much your whole strategy, but you have to build the deck in a way that the strategy actually pays off. It's not like or Corvald, you know, where it kind of just sits there and does it by default, which I think is a little bit of an important distinction design wise. Um, but yeah, Yara is sick. It's a really good deck. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I definitely recommend it as a mono black deck. If you need one, she's cool.
0: Everyone needs one. Oh yeah. Looking at like pretty much every all of them in front of me, Braga is the only one that d- is does not have black
1: mana. You got next, Ryan.
0: Oh no, I'm trying to decide. We'll go. We'll go with the my mono black one. It's just Yog Daddy, Yogg moth Ram, Physician. It is also just a Reanimator Aristocrat's shell. But I think it's a ton of fun. Yogmoth is sick because he can do pretty much everything on the body, but it's you have to like I was just saying, you have to have stuff to do the stuff. So it's not like you can just play Yogg Moth and be like, oh, the game's over. Like, no, if you don't have any tokens or anything like that, it doesn't really do anything. The protection from humans is awesome. It's so funny anytime that comes into play, someone's like, Okay, well I'll swing at you. And I'm like, wait. It's, like, mostly human stuff, right? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, okay, just block it, and I'm not worried about it.
1: Yeah, that line of text is kind of crazy because humans are the most popular creature type.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, like, honestly the most – that's, like, one of the more insane parts of the whole thing. And it's just kind of stapled on there.
1: Yeah, the text box just goes forever.
0: Yeah, it's pretty – it's pretty expansive. He's got a decent body. He's a two four. The pay to black discard a card proliferate is really cool. It is just like you just have to have extra mana. Uh, and sometimes if you don't have a way to like make extra black mana, sometimes it's hard to use that one. But for the most part, I just be paying a life and sack stuff to draw cards. That's the other crazy thing. The middle one is pay one life, sacrifice another creature, put a one one or negative one negative one counter on up to one target creature, and then draw a card. That line of text is insane. But like I was saying, I really like it just for the most part because at first I built it and it wasn't, it was good obviously because of moth but it wasn't like too crazy. And then as I've added more stuff, taken stuff out and done more, there's just turns that like don't go on forever, but I feel like I'm taking a lot of game actions, which at the end of the day is kind of like my favorite thing. I don't like playing a game of commander and feeling like I really didn't do anything, So it's fun to play Yogmoth and just sacrifice a bunch of stuff and then be like, pass. But the Aristocrat shell is fun. And like Tyler was saying, Gary's a solid win con too. Yeah. Because you sacrifice him and you reanimate him and you sacrifice him and you reanimate him and stuff. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's really good.
0: And I just love the art. I have the old border one too and it's just one of my favorite cards to like look at. I think it looks awesome. Yeah,
1: his art is really cool. And he's like just such a classic character Um, and he's really... Important for the lore. Like all of Phyrexia comes from him. So like just all like March of Machines and stuff wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Yawgmoth.
0: Yeah, the whole so, past arc would never have been a thing without Yawgmoth. Yeah, he
1: might be like one of like the most important villain. It's like him and Nicobolus. Because yeah. now What quote all the ramifications of like aftermath and stuff, but we'll see. But it seems like all the planes being connected is a big deal now, Um, and that's all because of him.
0: That's crazy. And also the the art with him is like the Phyrexian God, where he's like covered in just like meat and like eight feet tall and stuff. Is like, really scary and cool. Kind of like a
1: cloak. I don't know what he is. Yeah, he looks crazy.
0: He's got like a... What's the dude from Knights of the Old Republic that has like the thing that goes across his mouth? It's like a big wrap mm-hmm. around his lower half of his face. It's scary. It's fun. I love shit like that. So yeah, that's my mono black commander. And uh, yeah, just it. like I was thinking about it while we were talking about doing this episode before we started recording. And I was just like, I do really love value. I like that's. I think that's my style as a player. I like to get a lot of value fast.
1: I I just think that's the correct way to build a commander deck, like a casual commander deck. It's just cuz you need to be doing the most game actions with the the uh, your mana as you can. Like you just need to be as efficient as possible and just doing the most things in order to get ahead. It's either drawing cards or making permanents or doing both of those things. And so having a value engine in the command zone is just kind of important nowadays in some capacity.
0: It makes the deck go brr.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's how you win. If you're not really doing any, like if your commander, I don't know. A commander needs to either help you make stuff or draw cards, in my opinion. If it's not doing at least one of those two things, I don't really know what you're doing with it. Personally, at that point, you're just like playing a deck of 99 cards, you know, maybe like a gladiator kind of thing. And then you just happen to have a commander, which is fine. I don't like building decks like that, but uh, there's, I've seen really good decks that are built like that, or it's just like kind of a pile of 99 cards that don't really have synergy, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's not what I like, but it's definitely yeah. a thing you can do.
0: Like super jank.
1: Yeah, or where I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good commander that does that, or just a good deck that does that.
0: I'll say, I've got one that's definitely not in that vein, but I feel like it generates enough value at times that it's still worthwhile. But we can get to that one after your next one.
1: Yeah, well, my next one is uh, Xenagos, God of Revels. It's kind of a staple commander. Um, It's like the rule commander for the most part. It's like that. And, well, Tovalar is bigger now, I think. Um, And then you had... Angry Omnath, and then Xenagos were the big ones. Um, yeah. And it's just like the red-green stompy deck, and I love it for that. It's just playing big, stupid creatures and then making them twice as big and then chucking them at your enemies, and it's very fun. It started as a ninth of, uh, of the Wild Hunt, something like that, uh, one of the Jumpstart Commanders, because I pulled her, and it was like all fight spells and stuff. She does the double the power thing, like Xenagos. But then I traded for, like, a Korean Xenagos, and I was like, I'm going to just try Xenagos in the command zone. I just swapped them out, and I was like, oh, wait, this is way stronger than Nyeth, which is, I don't know. If you want, like, a cooler deck, probably run Nyeth, but Xenagos is just super, super fun because you double... Because I put like greater good and stuff in there now. So like I just double something's power and then I swing with like a 12-12 trampler and then I just draw 12 cards to greater good, which is super sick. Okay,
0: nice. Yeah, because I was going to say, doesn't Nyeth also draw cards?
1: Yeah, Nyeth draws cards whenever a creature is blocked. It's like it might be whenever one or more creatures you control is blocked or fights. I thought
0: it was whenever they fight. Yeah, I think it's
1: it's also blocked, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's blocked or fight. Um, and then I, th- she makes it, she like lures, she makes it to her like you have to block. Like target creature must be blocked this turn or something by paying Gruul and Samana. Yeah, fight or
0: becomes blocked to draw a card at the beginning of combat on your turn. You may pay two in, uh, a hybrid Gruul. If you do double target creature power until end of turn, that creature must be blocked this combat if able, which is sick. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And then Xenagos is just... I think just kind of a more efficient version because it's indestructible and it's uh, an enchantment a lot of the time. So if you could just keep one thread out and keep your devotion low, it's like this indestructible enchantment, which is like the hardest permanent to get rid of because most enchantment removal is like destroy target enchantment. But exile target creature is easier to come by in black and white. So unless you got like your anguish I'm making, you're not really exiling a non permanent. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, it's really resilient. Um, It draws a million cards. I've drawn more cards in that deck than like most of my blue decks, honestly. Um, Just because you make something huge and then the green card draws all like draw X cards where X is the greatest power among uh, creatures you control, like shit like that. Like risk cards expertise. Um, Yeah,
0: call the wild speaker.
1: Yeah, uh, return of the wild speaker. Return, yeah. Um, I'm
0: sorry, I'm so, so stupid. I've never played this game before. I haven't either. But yeah, that shit goes so hard.
1: And you just get to play big gum things like Galta or. Or giving Atali haste is dope. Giving.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I got the new Atali. I need to put that in there and play it. And oh, nice. Yeah,
0: that card's cool.
1: Yeah, it's obnoxious. Does it
0: say ETB, right? Yeah, it's
1: ETB. Just, <laughs> and you always get four spells because it's uh exile cards from the top of their library until you reveal a non-land card and so you automatically Shit. get four cards no matter what so tolly can that's whiff.
0: yeah Older no, absolutely. Can
1: and this yeah you always get it and it's like what that and then it's just a seven seven trampler it's yeah like, okay big now it's a 14 14 trampler with haste thank you wizards and, and like Technically you can like flip it and do like the Blightsteel Steel thing, but I don't care about that. Just the ETB is way cooler. I'm trying to think of what else is cool in there. Um Yeah, it's a fun deck. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play against too. It seems really fun to like pilot. I keep trying to flip the Itali card and it keeps just like flipping and then immediately flipping the other way. Oh, are you on like Card um,
1: Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, it always does that on there. I don't know why they need to like That's Fix that. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's a fun deck. So you got next,
0: Ryan. This is that this oh, this is that dude that I was saying that is not draw cards or make dudes, but I think what he provides is is still good. This is the second deck I ever made, and it's gone through like four commander changes at this point, I think, but it's kinda kinda finally settled on this guy. Mirko Vosk Mind Drinker. Uh, three in Demir, and he's a flying vampire. He's also a two four. Damn, the all three of these have been two fours. I fucking love two fours, I guess. Maybe that's what was drawing me to Commander the whole time because Mangara is also a two.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Mangara is a two four. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe I don't love value, I just
0: love two fours and big butts. But he's a flying vampire, two four. But he says whenever he deals damage combat damage to a player that player reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal four land cards then they put those cards into their graveyard this is in a what i call the mass mill the movie deck and the goal is to mill 300 cards um and it is been moderately successful at it thanks to peer into the abyss but murko vosk helps A ton because it's one of the few combat damage mill things aside from Fleet Swallower that can mill just a ton of cards. And I think this is kind of fun too because it's also a little bit of a, a punisher if you're not running a, a, as many lands as you should or if you're running too many like modal double face cards, stuff like that. It just puts a lot of cards in the graveyard and it's four lands, which is a lot. So it's cool to like smack people with it and just start milling like yep. through combat because a lot of the rest of the deck is enchantments and like stackable stuff over time. So that's, uh, that's my number three, Mirko
1: Vosk. Yeah, I like that one. It's cool. It's fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's super casual. It is not <laughs> it's yep. not anything crazy, but just uh, with a deck where the only real point is to mill a bunch of cards, having a commander that can like physically mill a bunch of cards is really fun.
1: Yeah, and peer into the abyss is a fun card.
0: Yeah, I love that card. That might be one of my top like three Magic cards of all time. Yeah, the art's amazing. Yeah, the art is so good. Oh. And it's only got that one printing. I would love a secret layer with peer into the abyss.
1: Oh, it'll happen. I I hope so. There's like 30 cards, a secret layer now. So they'll get to it eventually.
0: But will they get to it soon enough for me to have money to buy it? True. Oh no, I forgot it's pre-order so I can just persuade myself to do it anyway. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah. I need to get, (laughs) what's her name? The Rebecca Gway secret layer.
0: Yeah, that one's really cool.
1: Yeah, I love her art.
0: But yeah, that's my that's my number 3 and obviously like a little bit of a tangent from the other two. Not nearly as crazy, but still one of my buds. But what are you, what are you working on, Tyler? What's number 3 for you?
1: Next up, we got a Falco spara Pact weaver.
0: This card is crazy.
1: Yeah, I've tried a couple different plus one counter decks. We had um verizal the split current where it was kind of like a mix of kicker spells and plus one counters and it's just that was for me a hard deck to crack because it like there is a good deck in there somewhere but i just couldn't find the right 99 for it where you're trying to it was a mix of plus one counter stuff and kicker stuff and a lot of kicker cards or just kick them to get more plus one counters. So and because you remove counters from Verasol to double kick spells, which is really powerful. But it just took it's like you gotta ramp, you gotta get counters on Verisol, you gotta kick spells, and I just couldn't I don't know. It just like it never did anything for me. So then we moved that deck to Utropia um twice favored, which was like an enchantment plus one counters build which I still have kinda you put whenever you cast an enchantment you can put a plus one counter on a creature and give it flying um, which is pretty good you can give her flying and get commander damage and then you just kind of super up with auras and then a lot of really good enchantments deal with plus one counters like hardened scales is an enchantment branching evolution is an enchantment there's some other stuff but that just felt a little one note i don't know i tried grungully plus gully plus one counters and that was just i don't know that was a that just didn't work for me either, because I, I, I like the R for Grumgully. He's just a little gremlin. He's a weird dude, a um, little fucking weirdo. He's <laughs> just a little weirdo. <laughs> and I wish, <laughs> I hope he's back in Eldrain two. I hope we get like, oh yes, Grumgully two is busted somehow, and I can build him. But so Falcon came out, Grumgully. Yeah, more Grumgully, please. Um, oh, did you see we're getting like Sir Ginger, like. The legendary yes. like ginger brute, that's gonna be everything rad. that
0: they um premiered art wise for that set looks amazing.
1: Yeah, the, um, the the bad bitch queen with the um the apple, she's gonna be popular. She's gonna yeah. be real good. I bet she's some black she's gotta be a black legendary. She's like the new Ayara. That would be sick. Ayara died. Yeah, is Ayara gone gone? Well, she got completed, and then all the fire, anyone who got completed kind of died, unless you're like one of the special planeswalkers who got uh, Deus Machina mm. fixed. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, all that the fire axes just kind of became like inert. They just kind of like don't exist anymore because they got like hive mind. The hive mind got phased out. So they're all just kind of like, they're like the, the battle droids in Phantom Menace.
0: They just all shut down and yeah, they all just shut over. down, kind of. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: I, I think that's what happened.
0: I still gotta finish the story. I'm like halfway through it. I saw a, the the reveal that a Johnny got uncompleted, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm gonna put any more time into
1: reading the story. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. The sets not bad. that I'm the sets dope. Like the flavor of it and all the crazy mashups and stuff. I think it it's it worked enough for me to have cool cards, which is all I care about with the story.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely some cool cards. I watched the uh, Tolarian Community College video about it, saying how there should have been another set, and I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I think it would have been helpful to have, like because it felt like the minute the Phyrexians started running in, they were all already dead, you know, like the story mm-hmm. had been out and stuff, so it was kind of like... This is a little anticlimactic for following it for, like, two years. You know, everyone's been stoked on this, and then in a matter of, like, 24 hours, it's like, oh,
1: okay. It's already over. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Not saying that the sets were bad or anything like that. All the cards are sick, and it's a lot of fun. I think just story-wise, another set would have been,
1: like, awesome. Yeah, that's fair.
0: But that's not what we're here to fucking talk about. What, what we were talking about, Crumgully... Grumgully.
1: Uh, no, we're talking about Bird Lawyers, actually. We got Falco, oh. my boy. So we, I landed on Falco because it just gives something to do with your plus one counters. Because uh, he says you can look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may cast the top card of your library at any time by removing a counter from a permanent. So he just gives you something to do with your counters, which is kind of a problem with a bunch of plus one counter decks. Sorry, I just, like, hiccuped and burped at the same time. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a problem with a bunch of plus one counter reset. decks. You factory reset. and did a little bit. Yeah, so problem with plus one counter decks is that you just, like, what are you doing? You're just putting a bunch of counters on stuff, and then you do, what, are you just turning them sideways? And, like, that's fine, because there's, like, stuff that says stuff with trample, uh, with counters have trample or flying. But what else are you doing? And so, like, Falco does, you can do all that stuff. You can still... Have Give all your stuff with counters flying and trample and get in with damage. But then it also just gives you this extra thing to do, which is card advantage, which is really, really good. I just like commanders that give me card advantage. I just like drawing cards. I like seeing more cards in my deck. So, and I love the art. I got the gilded foil art and he just looks so badass. He's in the suit. Yeah. Um And his name is Falco and Falco is my uh, melee character, Super Smash Brothers melee character of choice. I love Shining Bitches. So, just everything with him works really well. And he's powerful enough that you can go infinite with him. He's got um, Devoted Druid and since Sensei dividing Top. It's like an infinite combo with him. And you can win with Thoracle if you want to do that. I don't want to do that. I have a combo in the deck with no Wink on. I just have it. Like, if I can... Because both of those cards independently are really, really good with Falco. You just get a bunch of mana with Devoted Druid. And then you can manipulate top your library with Top... And then, um, so I just have those in there and maybe one day I'll get them both out and then I just can draw forever until I just get the pieces I need. And I don't have any combos in it besides that. So it's just, I, for value, which I think is fun. Value town, baby. Yeah, and that's all that deck is. It's just dirtle town. I don't really... I think I've played with it like six or seven times, and I've won once with it, but I've. it's a blast to play. I just like doing shit with the deck, which is cool. Which I think that's the most important thing about a deck is like build a deck that's fun to play. Just the act of playing with the deck is fun, and it doesn't matter if you win or not. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree with that. If the If what you're doing while you enjoy the game... What the hell did that mean?
1: I don't know. I don't. I was. Yeah. Just, you want to run a background?
0: <laughs> yeah. Just build what you enjoy doing,
1: and do it. I guess is kind of, is
0: kind of the moral of the story.
1: Yeah. And like, build something that like is just enjoyable to play. I think that's the thesis of this episode. Is just build like all these commanders for us have like game actions that we enjoy. And that's why we like them, you know? And, like, just build something where the game actions are enjoyable and then it just kind of makes playing the game a lot better. It's like you're not worried about... Then you don't need to worry about your win percentage or whatever. Unless you're like, that's what meta you're in. It's like where you're turboing out combos and stuff. Then, sure, maybe play more efficient commanders then. But, yeah, just find something that's fun to play. And then you'll always be happy. Yeah, so Falco's dope, build him. Oh, and he's Bant, which is really good, because all the good... Yeah, yeah. Like, all the Simic and Selesnia both have really good plus-one counter stuff, and so you get all of it, which is dope. You get Herald of Secret Streams, and you get Conclave Mentor. Like, come on, it's dope.
0: It is. It's a good color combo, and that deck is a lot of fun. Being able to, like, put all those extra counters to use is really, really helpful, because like you were saying, otherwise they just sit there.
1: Yeah, which is fine. I don't know. I just like that you get this extra thing to do with the counters, which is I think really really dope. Who you got next, yeah. Ryan?
0: Um, I was say I think my my the next one number four is gonna be uh my Moldrotha the Grave Tide deck. Nice. Um. Yeah, just because it's like mass mill the movie, but for me, it's I'm trying. It's like the opposite of Mirko Vosk. I'm trying to mill my shit as fast as possible, and then just like turbo out a combo from the graveyard. It's fun. This is the deck I'm trying to make like the the highest power I can. It's also really important. The card itself is really important to me because my sister got it for me, uh, for Christmas one year. So that's also a reason why I love it. Outside of just the the card itself being crazy. But it's a lot of fun, and I think it's fun doing, like, a pseudo-cat-in-the-oven type gameplay where you put Kai's ghost form on Muldrotha and then toss it into an altar, and then you just, like, either mill six cards, make a bunch of mana, just do stuff like that. It's fun. It's really crazy because it just ends up—it is also Town to the extreme because it's almost like option paralysis. You're like— I don't know which combo to focus on because I have too much shit in my yard. But then you get Bajuka Bogged and it's all like down the tubes, you know? I love it. She's a 6-6, six six though, so she does break the pattern. Kind of our, yeah, the pattern at the moment, which is a little upsetting. But yeah, I think it's fun. I also think it's fun just because I do like to play really competitively, and that's a deck that allows me to play in that space. So that's, like, it scratches, like, a different itch than a lot of the other decks do, which is fun.
1: Yeah. It's, like, just vomit your deck into your graveyard and be, like, okay, Kinnon and Basalt Monoth. There we go. We're good. Or... Bam.
0: All done. Kai's Ghost Form is a stupid card. (laughs) It is. It's really crazy. I also really like um, Emery Lurker of the Lock with Mirren Spy and Lotus Petal. And you just turbo out, like, infinite colored mana you just make all the colors and you're totally fine yeah i saw that combo at a lgs this girl was playing just a mono blue emery deck and she like was like i've only played this deck once i don't really know where it sits and everyone was like okay and she powered that combo out on like turn three or four and we were all like <gasps> like everyone's jaws were on the ground we were like what and she's like i didn't know that could happen and we were like neither did we
1: <laughs> yeah Emery's a crazy card she's super cool
0: yeah, yeah. Costs less for all your all, the artifacts in the yard. She mills when she comes in. It's really crazy. But yeah, that's my that's that's my number four is Muldrotha. Um, and yeah, mostly a great just because it's yeah, just shenanigans on shenanigans.
1: Yeah, you've been playing that one a lot recently. It's a it's that's, a good one.
0: It's good. Yeah, and I got well, I got all those tutors recently too. So I'm just tr- trying to find an excuse to use all those tutors from Dominaria remastered. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. It's also, uh, it's the graveyard jelly bean. But what do you got for number four, Tyler? We
1: got Garth One-Eye. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love this deck a lot. This deck is awesome. It's because that card came out and it said Black Lotus on it. I was like, okay, so how do I... Cast as many black lotuses as possible. And that's the point of the deck is to blink Garth over and over and over and over and over. So Garth One Eyes, uh, he's Wooberg, he's all five colors, which keeps him honest a little bit. You gotta get all five colors out to cast them, which isn't trivial. Maybe now with my collection being better, I could definitely make the mana base better. The mana base is garbage. I really need to fix it. I made it that <laughs> uh, like that was like earlier in my magic career. So I need to go back. I really need to tune him up and make, and make just make, maybe just redo that deck. Cause I played it recently and I was like, Oh, why this deck is just kind of weird. But the concept of it, I still love because it's, you can tap him and then you can cast like six spells from alpha. You can cast um, brain geyser, disenchant, regrowth, terror, Shivan dragon and black Lotus. Regrowth and disenchant and terror on him is insane by itself because it lets you get any card back ever you could ever want. You can blow up any artifact or enchantment, and you can blow up basically any creature. You can't blow up artifact creatures. You can't blow up black creatures, but you get everything else, uh, which is most things. That's like 60% of things. So, And so the point, it's like a blink deck basically um, because you can tap it and you can only... Cast one of those spells once, Um, but if you blink Garth, you can do it again. Um, So it's just get Garth out and then blink him as many times as we can um, to make as many Black Lotuses as possible. And it's about giving him haste. So I got a bunch of haste enablers like Rhythm of the Wild... Teamer Ascendancy is my favorite because it says creatures you control have haste, and then when a creature with power four greater ETBs, you draw a card. So you just keep blinking him, and every time you blink him, you draw a card, which is dope. And then he um, goes infinite with a couple different cards. He goes infinite with Displacer Kitten and Dead Eye Navigator because you blink them, and then you blink Garth and you make a Black Lotus, which uh, will bl- trigger again with Displacer Kitten or it will um, you can have enough mana to pay for dead eyed navigator. So you just you just win with um, general blink value. And so Bant is kind of the blink colors, but adding red and black to it is really really good because you get impact Tremors. when you get corpse Knight, uh, you get perforos. you also get Carter Doom storage, which is really hilarious to blink over and over and over because it just keeps people from attacking you while you build up your board. And yeah, it's um, a really, really fun deck. It's probably annoying, but I like it a lot.
0: Nah, it's pretty fun.
1: You're blinking a big
0: old 5-5 and stuff, and then if we kill the 5-5, it's kind of... You got to cast them out again, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it kind of doesn't do anything with Garth not out, which kind of makes it a little better. And yeah, and you get to play some cool cards like Charming Prince. That card's really, really, really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Just make a bunch of Black Lotus. Which is dope because it's banned in the format, but you get to cast it in that deck.
0: Yeah, which is fun. I love that.
1: Yeah, I played against a guy, and he was like, "Yeah, you can cast everything but Black Lotus because it's banned." It's like, well, it's only banned in deck construction. You can you can cast. I could cast it in this deck, and he was like, "Really?" And he looked all like angry about it. And I was like, "Um, I want to make like three more this turn, so buckle up."
0: Just being like, oh, damn! If I'm gonna make a bunch of them, there's gonna be a whole field of flowers over here. So, I like that. Buckle up is good. Um, yeah. Who got next? the The last one I got definitely leaning into the more of like a a fun category and a thing that I didn't really think too much about until I started playing it, but it's Diada Binder of Wills which is one in Mardu, and she's a Planeswalker with five loyalty. But I think it's a lot of fun. It's cool. It's uh, the plus two. So she's got a plus two, a minus three, and a minus 11. The plus two is a target legendary creature, gains vigilance, lifelink, and indestructible until your next turn, which is like really, really sick because you can swing with it. It can't die. It gets you life. And then it is also a blocker that's indestructible until your next turn. So, especially if you're able to power out, like, early legendary creatures and then play her on curve and stuff, it normally sets you up pretty well to, like, block anything that's coming in. The minus three is you look at the top four cards of your library, you put any number of legendary cards from among them into your hand and the rest in your graveyard, and then you make a treasure token for each card that went into your graveyard, which is just, like, awesome card advantage, because... You're either you could you have the potential to basically draw four cards or if you completely whiff you make four treasures, which is awesome. Or it's like somewhere in between. And if you're in a position where you just need extra mana, you don't have to put any of the cards in your hand. You can just make four treasure, which is sick. And then if you get all the way up to the negative 11, you basically get a uh, insurrection. So gain control of all non-land permanents until end of turn, untap them, they gain haste until end of turn. Um, so you also get artifacts and enchantments, anything else that's on the board, not just creatures, but that's like kind of, that's like casting insurrection. You know, that's like, this. The it's over. I'm going to like do so much damage this turn that if the game isn't over, it'll be over really fast. But it's really fun. I had a Mardu deck with Queen Marquesa. Marquesa? Marchesa? I don't Marchesa. know. They both sound I right? think it's yeah, and it was like a Monarch deck, and it was really fun. I really loved playing it, um, and she's still in the deck as like a backup commander if I ever want to. But I pivoted it from being like a punishment deck to a all-Legends deck, which has also just been really fun because all the Legends do something. So it's like no matter what card you play, it's going to have an ETB or like an attack trigger, stuff like that. There's just a lot to keep track of, which is really fun to me. And I think especially that plus two is just, like, so much fun. I think there was one game I had Shieldred, like, the old Shieldred out. Yeah. And I just kept making her indestructible. And then she had Vigilance, Death Touch, and Lifelink. And it was, like, impossible to really do anything. Yeah, it's really fun. And I like having Planeswalkers as commanders. We did a game. We tried to do a stream. And we ended up doing an all-commander or an all-Planeswalker commander game. And that shit was so much fun.
1: Yeah, that was very fun.
0: But yeah, I think, yeah, this one's just fun in like that very different way. There's either a ton of advantage to it or you can really just let it build up over time. And if you play your cards right, you can just Insurrection, which is fun to me. I think that's a fun card to cast.
1: So. It is fun. It is cool.
0: Yeah. And a minus 11 is pretty fair.
1: It's like pretty crazy to get to. Yeah, it's scary. It's like, um, it's kind of similar to the, the Black Planeswalker... I have a zot? It's like gang control oh. of all commanders. That's just crazy. Yes,
0: in all zones and shit. That thing is crazy. Yeah, I have that in uh, a moth
1: Yeah, I have it in a Yara. It's just kind of a good card because it also it just makes tokens. Does it draw cards too? It might draw cards too.
0: I think it makes the thrall tokens. Yeah, it makes
1: thrall tokens.
0: Sacrifice a creature or planeswalker if you do draw two cards and then draw another card for the sacrifice permanent was a commander.
1: What the fuck, dude? Um, Insane. And that's
0: a plus one. So it's plus two, make two thrall creature tokens. Plus one, do that. And then minus 10, um, gain control of all commanders. Sick. Yeah. I've got the the full art variant one, which is... is Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I really went ham at SCG con. I look at a lot of my decks and I'm like, all the cards that look really pretty, I got there. Yeah, <laughs> That place is... Even in my... Cards dangerous. Deck, yeah, this summer is going to be bad, I'm, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare for it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start saving up a little bit.
0: I want to get my blood crypt set then if I don't have it already. But what do you... What you got for your, your last one, Tyler?
1: Um, it's hard to choose. I feel like I got a couple different decks I could pick. I think I gotta go with my girl though, um, Vayron, Voice of Duality.
0: Favorite. Yeah,
1: she's definitely kind of a more generic pick. She's like the most Is it Spell Singer deck ever, um, but that's really what I like about her because I just really love that archetype of Is it Spell Singer. A ton of people do. Um, it's just one of th- the most solid, um, like two color identities, if not like the most, It's like that's what is it does as like spell and she's just, I think, just really good because she just kind of makes. Because what's fun about is it is that it like you cast a spell and then a bunch of things happen. It's like you're putting counters on your sprite dragon, you're dealing damage with the gutter snipe, you're drawing cards with Arch-Age, archmage Archmage you're scrying with Jace's sanctum, you're just like or. Mm-hmm exploding with the niv it. Like, you're just casting oh, an yeah. in <laughs> sorcery, and then shit happens, and then she just says, okay, you're doing that, but double it. You know, which is... Yeah, make it all go twice as hard. Yeah, which is, like, basic, but it's just so fun. Like, my favorite... The first, like, standard deck I ever played and, like, really liked a lot was a Is it deck with Sprite Dragon, and just, like, casting a spell and then having your little cute dragon get bigger was just like, that's like pure dopamine right there. And she just makes that even better. You know, I like the art a lot. I think she's really cool. Um, just something about her is really compelling to me. The Prismari like aesthetic. I think is just really, really awesome. And it's just got really fun cards in it. I got like Mizzix Masteries, the sickest card of all time. I love just being a problem for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah because it always
1: takes a long time to resolve but if i can get there because it just like is the perfect win con for a spell your deck it's like you've like spent this whole you just spend the the game just casting a bunch of instants and sorceries, just doing what your deck wants to do and then you wait until a moment where everyone's tapped out and you would be like okay i'm just gonna cast i'm just gonna do this whole game again like everything I've cast, I just do it again. And normally I get an extra turn out of it. I have a, like one or two extra turn cards in there because I'm a degenerate. And <laughs> um, and then I just make a bunch of treasure. I draw a million cards. Hopefully I'm going to miss it out. And then I just ping the table. It's great. And she's three mana, which is crazy. Um, so she comes out early and she's just great. She just does... It's, just my one of my favorite decks to play is just red blue spell singer and i think she's like the best just kind of the best at it one of them for sure it's like her and nimizit the goblin one mizix is good
0: i forgot yeah. she's only 3 mana that's so yeah wild. she's
1: 3 mana which is nuts so yeah. she can you can cast her i can cast her on like turn 2 sometimes but yeah.
0: Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, no. But
1: and yeah, she she's goes. awesome. She's a really good card. And I got the the matching force of negation. It's not confirmed that she's on it, but it's like basically her the full art force of negation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: that's my last one. I like her a lot. She's fun. Yeah, she's awesome, and she, it's a really good deck.
0: Oh yeah, that full art is really good. I was trying to find it and pull it up. It's where she's, like, dancing a little bit and blocking the lightning
1: or the fire. The far? Yeah. She's got flames around her. Yarr.
0: Yeah, no, that's a sick deck. I think it just boils back down to the moral of the story is, is just make the deck that you enjoy and play what you like.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of obvious, but it just kind yeah. of obvi- confirms the obvious.
0: Confirms the obvious. Just make sure the wheels turn. Yeah. Got to put some gas in the car before it goes anywhere, so. Well, sweet. You got anything else, Ryan? <laughs> sweet. No, I don't. I'm just really itching to play some Commander. I know. Every time um, we do this,
1: I'm like, I'm trying to play like six games like right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. That's with our jobs and stuff. Things have just been really busy, so our like personal pod hasn't been able to play as much as we were playing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anyone who is listening to this wants to play, uh, just reach out to us on Twitter. On, I think we've got TikTok and. What the hell was that? Um, yeah, reach out to us on Twitter we're doing some really fun stuff right now and trying to play with people and do some more content. Um, But even if you just want to play, we love helping test decks out, stuff like that. Just reach out to us and we'll play some games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't
0: think I have anything else for today. I think it's just time to kick back and have a drink in paradise.
1: Yeah. Have a relaxing time in paradise.
0: Bye.